Listener Production. Whether you drink soy milk, oat milk, almond milk, rice milk or chalky milk, we've got a seat at the table for you. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. In the middle of Melbourne yesterday, Matt, walking past a protest on the front steps of Parliament. Well, I saw it was all happening in Melbourne a couple of days ago. There was a guy that got tasered on the tram. Yeah, that was no good as well. But this guy, this was a lot less violent. Although you do hear it, they they would be concerned about some sort of vaccine issues, I think. Still really going with that. And um, yeah, it was calling out things, you know, just be aware, do your research, that kind of stuff. I was just sort of waiting at a tram stop. And then a different voice came out when this girl had come up and was talking to the microphone as well. And um, we hear, we're all going to the ESPY later. We should all go. Let's go. And it was just a girl who, I think it had a few beers. It was like, came up to the dude. was like, hey, can I use your megaphone for a bit? And the guy's like, uh, sure. And so the protest stopped for a little while. And then this girl was just enjoying being in the city with a megaphone. And she calls out, live, laugh, love. And then hands it back to him and runs off to her friends and they get in a car and drive off. <laughs> But I thought it was just really nice because I think those wins is like, oh, there's this tension, there's this animosity and this girl just cut through it. It was just like, chatted to the dude and it was just like, oh, just having a good time here today. Let's all live, laugh, love and uh, get on with it. So it's good. Bit of harmony in my day. I tell you what, it would have been a weird catch up at the bloody SB. <laughs> got live, laugh, love peeps and then the protesters all getting together. You got the bands down there playing in the Gershwin room or something. Oh, what a day to be alive. <laughs> Hey, uh, Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast, thank you very much for joining us. We've got a big show for you today. Yeah, we are on the mics alongside one of the livest, laughiest and loviest people we know. Linda Mariano is going to be joining us. Incredible broadcaster, podcaster and now author. She has put out a book called Love Language and I was reading it during the surgery, like in the waiting room and it was great. So I cannot wait to have a chat to her very soon. Yeah, and talking about the secret, sometimes if you put stuff out there, the universe provides, and I've got a story about that coming up very, very shortly as well. So please sit back, enjoy the show. It's Matt and Alex on a Tuesday. Hope you're well. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. So Alex Dice, I'm sitting in the second last row of the Playhouse Theatre at QPAC, Queensland's Performing Arts Centre. We're about to watch, it was a trilogy of ballet performances by Queensland Ballet. What do you mean? A trilogy in one? Yeah, three different performances, which means two intervals. Oh, baby. Which means a long night, but it was good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I loved the performance. The ballet was great, and it made me very proud to be a Queenslander watching it in such a beautiful venue, watching world-class performances, great pieces. And it is hard to stand on your tiptoes, honestly. Very diverse. It was a like as in the, the styles of of performance were very diverse. Very, very, very good show. But we had the babysitter, shout out to my cousin. Coming in clutch. Nah Anang, on her way to the Diamond League, actually, to race alongside some of Australia's fastest sprinters. So shout out, best of luck with the runs, um, <clears throat> with the races, not best of luck with the runs. <laughs> that sounded bad. Oh, that's Sophia we're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sophia was still having a little bit of a tough time, missing mum and dad. So I, you know, sent a message, how's she going? My cousin said, oh, you know, she's good. She just got a bit upset because of, you know, missing you guys. To which I replied, a little sad emoji with a single tear coming out. Mm -hmm. Now, Belle is sitting next to me, you know, watching this exchange. She goes, yeah, it's so funny, you know. You are the first person I've ever met who used that emoji as meaning sad. What do you mean? And I was like, what? 
Uh, you know, you do you know which emoji I'm talking about? Is it the, the slight smile with one tear on the cheek? It's like a um. Oh, that's how I describe <laughs> it in, in audio sense. Can you, can you uh, describe it in a visual sense? <laughs> it's like it's like the little sad face, and then there's just a single tear weeping out of its. Oh, the eyes eye. are sort of like downward curve. Yes. And then yes. the tears sort of like shooting off the side of the face. Of the cheek. Yes, exactly. No, I don't use that one. Who uses that one? <laughs> but I was like, that's a that's a sad, it's obviously crying from its eye, a single tear. And Belinda was like, no, I'd really nah. hate to tell you this. It's it's not at all. And I was like, wait, wait I've been using this as a sad tear, a single tear for quite literally years. Why not use the single tear, but <laughs> You know, bittersweet smile emoji. Because uh, there's nothing happy about it. My little mate's upset. So anyway, then Belinda's like, yeah, can't you see that it's grouped? In hers, it's grouped with like feeling sick and stuff like that. And so I was like, hold on. I Google this particular emoji. Yeah, what's it meant to be? Unanimously, the result is sleepy emoji. Sleepy? Someone's sleepy. So <laughs> so sleepy moisture's shooting out of their face. <laughs> Yes, so yeah, there's like that. some sort of tear, and someone was saying, "Oh, isn't it obvious? Like it's obviously coming out of their like nose or their mouth." They're saying, oh. "Well, I take it as a bit of a sweat emoji, kind of like a sweat flying off the face." Well, this is the problem. No one knows. There's a <laughs> Washington Post article about this. What was the artist's intention at creating this particular emoticon? Okay, so according to Washington Post. There was a YouGov survey that did this, okay? And YouGov being in the UK, seven out of 10 people in this survey interpreted that particular emoji as sad or crying or upset or unhappy. And they're all wrong because apparently it's a sleepy emoji. Sleepy? So that's not sleep. What about the one with the Zs? That's, that's the it. sleepy one. No, but that's, that's them being asleep. So the other one's exhausted from sweating maybe. Yeah, well, working no, hard. I think they're just really sad, and maybe something's coming out of their nose. They're like, "I'm so tired. I'm <laughs> weeping from my nose." All right. Well, but anyway, it just made me think: what emoji have you been using wrong for ever? Well, the digital world is always tough. It, even with the it's the start of the abbreviations, when sort of like parents would message or like older people would message you and go, I "Heard about your grandma passing away." Lol. <laughs> like, yeah. Hang on. <laughs> exactly. What do you think "lol" means? Okay. Oh, lots of love? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, that's a t totally different one. But you're right, we got a few emojis coming in, and man, why we have to be describing these emojis on podcasts once again? It's <laughs> God, it's so tricky. It's why we get paid the moderate bucks. Apparently, this changes from country, by the way. This particular Washington YouGov.com article saying the emoji with the cross eyes. What emoji has cross eyes? The the emoji has the little crosses, the X's as eyes. Oh, okay. Americans are more likely to see that particular emoji as dead. Yeah. Right? What is it? Dizzy. And Brits generally see it as shocked or sleepy. Damn. No, I'd say dead. Um, <laughs> and we got your completely misinterpreted emojis coming in. Thank you very much for messaging Alex. Ryan says, when my mates can't hang out, I send a nah! emoji as if letting out a big sigh of disappointment. Now that's the face. It's sort of like a crescent moon upside down mm. and the eyebrows are like really disappointed. I would say that that's a disappointed face, Ryan. Um, when they respond, <laughs> they always ask why I'm jizzing, <laughs> which is more of a happy, I've never seen that. 
I've never seen that face Climax as anything face. sexual. No, nor have I, Ryan. We're with you. Matthew said the prey emoji actually being two people coming together for a high five changed me. No. This is a contentious one. No. Yes, two hands coming together. It can be two people or one person putting both of their hands together. I thought it was praying. Because when you write thank you, it says, do you mean, you know, the hands coming together emoji? Like I was thinking of like, thank you. Thank you so much. And you're like waving your palms pressed together at them. Okay, again, there are news articles that are that are behind this, okay, whether it's a high five or whether it's a, a prey hand. I think it's a prey hand. I think so, too. Kate says, I thought this was dickhead. Turns out That's it's a, a salute. Just an emoji saluting. She thought yeah. it was a emoticon phallus coming off the head. Do you know, Kate's not the only person who thought that the salute was a, was a dickhead. Really? Quite a few people have mentioned that. No. It looks like not. a hand. Yeah, it's a hand saluting. I don't mind the salute emoji. It's pretty good. Siobhan says, I thought the hug was jazz hands. Um, that's the, just a smiley emoji with the two hands up. I thought it, isn't it jazz, jazz hands? No, apparently it's a, it's a hug, a I hug emoji. It, hug? No, what about, no, I thought it's like a really happy to see you kind of like, ooh, can't wait to see you. <laughs> I, I think, isn't it like a come here? Ooh, come here and let me wrap these jazz hands around you. I take it as like the human equivalent of like a dog wagging its tail as the hands just like, ooh. <laughs> anyway, uh, Lockie said, I interpreted the nose emoji as the male anatomy. Um, look, that's. Oh, that's if you're looking at it of one way. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> flip the page upside down. Flipping, flipping the page up. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. It does look like quite a long, lean nose bridge. Yeah. <laughs> With the oh. two nostrils poking out on either side, looking very much like... Like, um... You know, dick ears. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got Jade joining us as well. G'day, Jade. Hey. Now, Jade, what's your emoji misunderstanding? A few months ago at work, we've got an office group chat and we were talking about this debacle that had happened in the office when my very mild-mannered colleague threw in an eggplant emoji. Ah, uh, yes. So yes. I then spat my tea all over my computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> what was the accompanying message with the eggplant? Oh, it was just like a comment on oh, like what a mess we're in or something and <laughs> this eggplant and then... I was like, um, did you mean to use that one in the group chat? <laughs> and um, she came back with like, yeah, it means like a mess. Eggplants are really messy to cook with. <laughs> <laughs> a notoriously <Okay>. messy vegetable. <laughs> oh, yeah, everyone's going to understand that. I was like, um... <laughs> Maybe you should ask your teenage daughters what they think And did you have a follow-up conversation after some more investigations yeah. had taken place? I had left it and I can't look her in the eye anymore after that. Did anyone else mention it to them? No. So now I'm the one that looks like an absolute creeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's all right with this eggplant emoji flying around in the work chat. What would be it's so funny because is... like an actual mess would probably be the three water droplets sort of flying off as well. Like that's equally somewhat sexual. That should have been my response after my teeth fell all over my screen. But... That's it. You're saying, oh. I just spat water like this all over my screen. <laughs> Thanks very much, Jade. Thank you, guys.
Well, Alex Dyson, just because it's not Christmas doesn't mean we can't talk about Mariah Carey. <laughs> Mariah does come around every year, doesn't she? Yeah, she does come around every year, but let's not forget that Mariah Carey also sang a song called Hero. When a hero comes along. Also, I'll tell you what, honey is a tune. No, we're well. talking about hero. Okay, can we're talking you, about. Can you sing a bit of honey for me, please? No, I can't actually. Remember how honey goes? Oh, that's fantasy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. Okay, yeah. <laughs> How does Honey go then? I forget. But I think she's on the beach. Tell you what, One Sweet Day with the boys to men as well. One sweet day. Love that. But look, the point is not that Mariah Carey was recently taking the plunge in some flesh-flacking black ensemble while out to dinner in Beverly Hills, as the Daily Mail reported. What the hell is flesh flacking? <laughs> flesh flashing. Oh, flesh Mar- flashing. Mariah Carey takes the plunge in flesh flashing black ensemble. Um, <laughs> that was a headline, thanks to the Daily Mail. No, I sing, I'm singing Mariah Carey because a hero came along for me, mate. Oh. You might have remembered that a couple of, a couple of months ago, well, actually, it would always be six months ago now. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'd say it was more. Several months ago, I discussed the fact that I have moved to Brisbane. <laughs> All right. And. Yeah. You'd say as you joined me in Melbourne, which I'm not, not convinced that you haven't moved to and just haven't told me. Okay. Actually. Okay. On a side note, I was in Melbourne last night as I am now. <laughs> and. Okay. I used to be in Melbourne. I still am, but I used to too. <laughs> so I, I was Berg. walking around Melbourne. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you live in Sydney, right, Melbourne's fine, right? Mm. You don't see the big deal, right? You're like, yeah, right. Melbourne's fine. It's not that great, overhyped, whatever. But that's because you live in Sydney, which is one of, if not the most beautiful cities in the world, mm. right? Having lived in Brisbane for the last six months, came to Melbourne, I was like, this place is beautiful. <laughs> I was like, it's really nice to visit here. It's really nice. Uh, it's good autumn. They, Melbourne puts on a very good autumn. Oh, he was putting it on last mm. night, mate. Mm. All the lights on the tram line down mm. Burke Street, all of the, the buildings with their beautiful lights on. Oh, I was like, there is culture <laughs> oozing from this city. Yep. Absolutely loved it. But anyways, have moved back to Brisbane, and I have no regrets about that. I'm truly loving Brisbane. Mm-hmm. But... Transport, commutes, accessibility Mm. is something that Brisbane still has not conquered yet. (laughs) I'm looking at you, Brisbane City Council, and your lack of footpaths (laughs) in so many streets. All right. Yep. So I was like, I think I need to get a bike. You know, we talked about it on the pod. Matt O'Kine on the bike. And I'm I'm on Facebook Marketplace looking at bikes, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know what, should I get a bike? What type of bike? Do I get a racing bike? Am I going to be be one of those Lycra legends? Or, you know, do I get the big thick? You get the thick boy. Thick tires. Yeah. One of those ones. Or you get one of those easy riders with the handlebars up above your head (laughs) and you just cruise it along. Yeah. So I didn't know what to do. I was hiring. Start delivering. I thought about the e bike and then I was like, because I live on such a big hill, you know, I was like, Mm. oh, can the e bike make it up there? Is that what I need? And I can't use, you know, Brisbane's got those electric scooters, they're everywhere. 
But the, the zone for the electric scooters, I'm just out of the zone. Oh, so you'd have to scoot, then walk. Yeah, yeah. So um, so I was like, oh, you know, I don't know if I should get a bike. And then a little tarpaulin was put down, uh, a little bit of morning fresh drizzled, and the garden hose was put out. And one very good chap became my hero and did a sluck slip and slide right into my DMs with a little <laughs> bit of this. Hey, Matt, heard on the podcast that you're potentially looking for a bike. Mm -hmm. As it so happens, I recently acquired a mountain bike off my uncle that I don't need. It's just going to be gathering dust oh. if I keep it. Yeah. I guarantee it's not red hot. Oh, wait. I guarantee it's not red hot. I think, I think, <laughs> think he's trying to guarantee me that it's not, not stolen. stolen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, it fell off the back of a truck, but it genuinely did. And I watched it happen. He said, I guarantee it's not red hot. And I'd be happy to trade it for one of your books if you're interested. Oh, doing a barter system. Yeah. P.S. I live in Brisbane. I doubt there'd be any books of yours left. They would have <laughs> flown out the door. Why, why would he assume that you've still got a copy of your book just lying around? You can trade for a bike. Uh, yeah, I actually, I had to steal one from uh, the library, <laughs> Brisbane's library. Uh, it was yeah. the, It's the only one that hasn't been locked in a personal safe uh, for everyone who buys it. And it's your way of getting back at the council for no footpaths. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will be stealing a book a day until this problem is rectified. <laughs> They're like, please, take them. Take them all. Um, that, was the the, books. that was on the 11th of January. I was like, yeah, that's great. I said, main thing, size, you know, I just need something big so I don't look like a BMX bandit. Um, he said, yeah, I can understand that. I'll send you pics this evening. He sends the pics. They look good. All right. There you go. Okay. That is. That was you, the 11th. You, you treat bikes the same way you treat going on blind dates. I got to, I got to see some pics beforehand, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, this one definitely looks like. A good, healthy-sized mm -hmm. bicycle. Well, that's great, man. Um, You're going to be... That was the 11th... The question is, are you the kind of person who's going to tuck their pant leg into their sock so it doesn't get caught in the chain? Well, hold on. This is not the, this is not the end of Jeremiah for being a legend, right? Because okay. Jeremiah, like that was in the 11th of January. Okay? Yep. A couple of days later, hey, you're honestly welcome. You're welcome to have it. You know, I've got no use for it. Don't need the coin. It's just going to yep. get in my way. Yep. Yeah, I'm like, yep, look, that looks good. I'm out of town for the next week and a half. Mm -hmm. But I'll be, but I'll get in touch when I'm back. He says, no worries. <sighs> Two weeks goes by. I say, hey, I haven't forgotten about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back in town next weekend, mm -hmm. but I don't have a car. But, but I'm home again the following weekend. So hopefully I'll pick it up then. Mm -hmm. You know, he's going, hey, no worries. No rush. Just hit me up when you can. Come grab it. Right. I said, no worries. Yep. Okay. Three months goes past. Oh, no. He gets in touch. Hey, mate, uh, wondering if you were still keen on grabbing yeah, that. Because, I mean, you said I haven't forgotten about this in your message, but the absolute tumbleweeds just scattered through my inbox would indicate that that may not be the case. That was 11th of April. Okay, the next day I say, I'm still keen. <laughs> I'm still keen. But I'm filming for the next few weeks. Oh, yeah, filming now. <laughs> yep. Okay. Bit of filming. He Luckily, goes, there's not enough time to have collected dust. He goes, all good. If I can this, hold on to it. This man could get money for this bike. <laughs> He's holding it for you. He says, all Hope good. you're paying the Kennard storage money. <laughs> if I can hold on to it this long, another three weeks won't hurt. All right? I'm like, no worries. Thanks. 
A month and a half later, I finally get back to my Sam. I'm home. What? A month and a half. What says, is this? Yeah, I'm, it's all yours. And I'm like, yes, thank you. And I just went around there and picked it up. And so I've got a new bike now. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not a new bike anymore. It's been sitting in a shed for six months. But anyway, I wanted to say a massive thank you to Jeremiah. <laughs> Poor guy. He ripped his um, bicep, tore his bicep. He's supposed to be going to Edinburgh in a couple of months. Ripped his bicep. What? Put, be putting your Putting your bike in the back of a ute. <laughs> He's an acrobat. Oh. Do, doing a show at Edinburgh what? and then couldn't do it this this year. Damn. So yeah, shout out to you, Jeremiah. Thank you very much for um for the bike. I can't wait to get it uh, tucked into and on the road. Ripped um, his bicep and ripped off on a bicycle. Well, at All Day Breakfast right now, Matt O'Kine, it's time to welcome one of our favourite people in the world who was just putting out their new book, and it's their first one. Love Language is its name. You'll recognise it by the pasta cascading off a fork <laughs> on the cover and the name underneath, Linda Mariano. Hello. Hello. I love a cascading pasta fork. Mm. Mm, isn't it so good? I lift the noodles above my head and then tilt my head back and lower in the noodles into my mouth as though I'm a small bird being fed by its mother. What's your food love language? If, we, if like <laughs> someone was going to like take you out to dinner or whatever, what would be the food love language for you? If we're speaking honestly, my love language is someone throwing dumplings into my face. It's mm. all I'm craving right now is like <laughs> pot stickers, oh a shallot pancake, some mm. braised eggplant, some vinegar cabbage. I would just want like boiled, steamed, yep. pan fried, oh, all the dumplings. Bring in the dumpling Mama. trebuchet yes. and just have them fired directly yeah. at the gob. Just th peg them at me. It's not often a day that I don't think about them. The dumplings, they're just I agree. Incredible. Are you like Matt Linda in which once you have dumplings, you are quite preoccupied with how your breath smells as a result of dumplings? It's the burps, oh, Dyson. It's the burps. It is. It's the garlic. It's the mm. chives. Gets ya. It does. Don't want to be caught in the backseat of a bus <laughs> after a dumpling sesh. You know, I always say when I burp in public, which I do very often, it's a compliment to the chef. So, you know, it's just me spreading compliments all around. <laughs> well, it's so nice to have you because you're in the studio with me right now, but you actually yes. live in LA, which is the last time I saw you. Yes. Linda. Oh, where we um, actually shared an amazing Korean meal. That's true. In Los the Angeles. Kimchi was going down a treat. Well, I want to talk about your book, Linda, this new book, Love Language, because it feels like a very introspective book book and there's been a lot of sort of thinking about how, you know, humans communicate with each other and how you in particular communicate with those around you. What, what, can you start by just telling us what a love language is? What do you, what's your definition of it? I think, and there's the general theory of what love languages are, but it's essentially how we show love and how we receive it. So there's that general theory of, you know, there's five love languages and it's quality time, it's acts of service, it's gift giving, it's physical touch and words of affection. Well, I was so, going to say podcast recommendations. And podcast yeah. recommendations. <laughs> but the, the thing that I realised as I was writing the book was that 
so much of I think has made up the core of who I am is so much about how I've been shown uh, how to show love. And in my family, it's been a lot about, you know, you, you show love through serving people and whether it's serving them physically, giving them food, which is very much my family's love language on both the Chinese and Italian sides, but it's also very much serving people in a way that shows kind of loyalty and duty to your family and sort of doing them proud. And what I found was that through the years, I, you know, obviously like we transfer how we're brought up into how we relate to other people in our careers and in our love lives as well. So for me, I guess it's a lot about understanding how I've served people for better and for worse. Do you think Um, you're a pleaser? A people pleaser? Yeah. Do you think that you you seek to please other people? Yes. I'm coming to grips now to figure out where the line is between giving too much to the point where your kind of sense of self is a bit too compromised. And that's really what I'm kind of grappling with and wrestling with mm. within the book, which is, you know, that it's one thing to be kind of accommodating and wanting to give and receive love by doing beautiful things for others and thinking about the consequences to other people. Um, but for me, I found that there was like a level of perfectionism and people pleasing that came out of that, which, you know, it's hard when you realize that you're making all your decisions based on how you think you're going to come across as a good person and how Mm. someone's going to be happy with how you've acted. And everyone's got, you know, a limited amount of dumplings on their plate. And if you start giving them to other people, you give them all they away. Go, yeah, mm. and then suddenly you're hungry. You are hungry. You're starving. And, and your you tummy think, grumbles. All you've got is a little bowl of chili soy vinegar and it's, you know, nothing else. Not going to sustain you. No, yeah. it's no. not enough. It's got, <laughs> it is going to give you the breath that you seek, <laughs> but it's not enough. Yeah, exactly. Have you turned this around, Linda? Have you turned around? Was there a moment where you thought, you know what, I'm going to act differently? There's some scenes in the book that I go into where it's the penny starts to drop where I feel so pushed and so compromised that I've, I've gone too far and it's me sort of starting to switch that behaviour around and learn what it is to serve and be accommodating to the people that I'm always going to love and want to please, people like my mum, people like my family and friends, but there's definitely been like a self-reckoning where I've had to go, what is going to make you happy? How can I live a more honest life? Mm. As simple as that sounds, but it's actually really hard. Yeah. When has love taken its toll on you? Yeah. There was one that I kind of talk about in the book where I'm having a conversation with my boyfriend at the time. And one day he kind of turns around and says, and, and we'd had, you know, multiple conversations about this subject and he kind of turns around and says, you know what, I, th- I don't think I actually want kids. Mm. Um, and every part of me wanted to, you know, have a conversation or at some point, you know, say, oh, I, can we can we compromise or can we talk about that or can you explain why? And I specifically remember not wanting to ruffle feathers, upset him, ruin our morning you know, like literally like, oh, I'm going to ruin the morning if I mm. push back on this comment that he's made <laughs> yeah. as we're sitting in bed. 
And I just remember turning to him and, and within the space of like 40 seconds, I would have gone through all those scenarios in my head. And I remember turning and going, okay, um, yeah, maybe I don't want them either. You know, mm, whereas in, where, moments. in, yeah, the mo- in, a, in a matter of yeah. moments, even though I, I knew I, and, and I know that, you know, I, I do want to be a mum. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet I was so quick to change that value. And, and when you've, when you're so kind of insecure and when, when you you're in a kind of love bubble that makes you insecure in that way mm. and you're not in a safe place to say how you honestly feel. Well, in that moment, be- yeah. the love would have like, well, by saying I do, that would have just ruined all the good things. I'm, I'm sure, which there exactly. were many of, of them. Exactly. By saying that, you would just, yeah. And you weigh it up. This fatal you, wound to yeah. something that you, are, you do love. And you decision make and you go, oh, you know what, actually, I think I'm an accommodating person. I, you know, maybe I, yeah, all right, I'll go, I'll go to that team with you. There's other ways that cup can be filled. I'm sure I could compromise on this. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's it. Because then you start going, well, am I being being unreasonable to want something as Mm. well? Like, should I have I, am I not seeing it from the other side? Yes, yes, Mm. yes. And so how did that resolve? It, I mean, it will, it turned into quite the train wreck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but did you, you know, did you ever end up having that conversation? Because often those sort of situations Mm. can manifest themselves in completely different ways. You end up biting your head for a lot of different reasons. And then, you know, you could almost pinpoint the moment when it actually went bad and that's the thing that no one ever wants to talk about. It was a slow series of blows similar Mm. to that that would kind of continually creep up and then it culminates in kind of the point of no return Mm. scene that I go into in the book, which is like a, all right, now I think I'm done. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Well, I cannot wait to read all the way through it, Lindy, Linda Mariano. Love language. You called is the me name Lindy. Keep Lindy. calling me Lindy. Come on, <laughs> Lindy we're friends. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. And we'll hopefully catch you again on All Day Breakfast soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast today. Really appreciate you hanging out with us once again. Good news is we've got a sweet little episode for you tomorrow as well. Yeah, back here, same time, same place. We'll catch you then. Bye bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.